Podcast land, welcome to Call Stealing with E. Marquez. A special, special episode today with my buddies. Listen up, it's coming up now, and it's going to be glorious. It's just off the cuff, no editing. I promise, I promise there's no, no harsh words. At least, no harsh feeling to the words, all right? So enjoy. All right, here we go. We're recording. We're recording on Cost Stealing with E. Marquez. And then I got a special guest here today. And that would be the man, the myth, the legend, and the nigga that got the biggest horseshoe in his ass for fantasy football. And that would be Pablo Rivera. What's up, brother? Vaya, papi. Aquí está Pablito Rivera, directamente de Tampa, a.k.a. the cat man from the south. Oh, shit. And then I also got this little... Fucking guy here with Louie, and this is the me- this is the guy oh, that baby. sent me here. He he guided me here to the podcast. So, Lou, what's up, bro? Nothing. I'm just watching your disgusting fingers push play and pause <laughs> on the phone. But I congratulate you on your podcast. It's uh, fantastic. I right, I'll let that one go. I let that. One. Okay, you know what? I can edit. I can edit. So, uh, and then don't hey, don't forget the host of the night and the marvelous, the marvelous. Salsa expert, right? Because I've been learning salsa from this guy since what, 2000 and 2000? So, Carlos Santiago, what's going on, brother? Everything is good. I'm here with Mambo Lou. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what up? And two left feet, Pablo Rivera. That's what's up. Hey, papi, look at I have one, two, three, five, six, seven. That's what's up. <laughs> and then we also got Dorcas and Natalie. Natalie is Pablo's wife. Dorcas is Carlos's wife. So, they're listening to us do our thing, and um, you're welcome. We're so excited. So, we're going to go ahead We're gonna go ahead and uh, just talk shit and entertain you for a little bit, and uh, see what Pablo's got to say. So, uh, Pablo, what's going on? How's been your weekend? How, what, what, what have you done this week? I mean, it was great coming back home to the Windy City, uh, seeing friends and family, uh, introducing them to uh, the new acquisition. Oof. Um, Free agent, the new free, free agent, agent signing. signing of the Chicago Cubs, uh, called este Nalani Rivera. Ooh, ooh, mm. papi, eso lo que hay. Este va a batear primero. Oh, okay, she got the She got the wheels. She's got the wheels. She's gonna be playing center field, so we're gonna move Jason Hayward <laughs> to the right. And um, you know, go glove all the way, baby. That's nice. That's hey, nice. who's been... Jason Hayward? Yeah, yeah, that's what happened. That that would be a Sox fan's voice. <laughs> so, um, but uh. Anyway, speaking of baseball, this week is the winter meetings. And you know, um, out there in uh, podcast land, I'm going to be talking about the winter meetings this week. But um, what do you expect? I hear that Ozuna's going to be signing with the White Sox in a matter of moments. Um, By Monday or Tuesday, he should be signing with um, the White Sox. Uh, Marcel Ozuna, right? From the Cardinals? Yeah. So that's what I hear. So what do you think about that signing? Do you think that's that's an impressive signing or what? I think they're overpaying for the guy. Um, he should he should go back to to the Marlins. Guy is uh, overrated. Wow. Um, that sounds like a Cub fan hating on White Sox no, I'm not, acquisition. No, not at all. I mean, That's we good. have a White Sox uh, representative right next to me. No, because the um, only Ozuna I know. No, no, no. That guy is Carlos, bro. Oh, no, no, no. He's no, not the White Sox fan. No, my uh, <laughs> Carlos uh, Salsa sensation over here. He is a Dodgers representative. Well, you know what? Quasi, maybe. You know how they make hot dogs and then Chicago hot dogs? Uh, you know, 
Yeah, Carlos would be a well, the, the, the just regular chili, hot chili dogs. I'm, oh, no, I'm more of a kosher dog. I'm a kosher dog. Okay, let's talk about the Dodgers. Let's talk about the Dodgers for a little well, bit. Then. We're talking about overpaying, so let's let's bring in Garrett Cole. Oh, there you go. That's oh, what I was going to oh. lead to. There you go. So, perfect. Okay. Perfect. I mean, seven years, two hundred and forty-five million dollars. I don't know. Did he but sign already? No, Did he but sign? that's that's what that's uh, the playing field right there. They're going to set the bar at two hundred and forty-five million dollars for seven years. I think, Carlos, I think uh, the Yankees are a little desperate at the I, moment. I believe so. Let me ask you this, though. Do you package deal Strasburg and Garrett Cole $75 million and they decide where the money goes? How about that? Uh, what, if, what, if, what if I said, Carlos, Louie, you guys are the entertainers of my event. Here's $20,000 for the event. You guys decide. Will you guys just fight it out? No, we just sit down. No, like, no, 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 no. You should have said you fought it out. Can I answer? No, no, you can't because that was the wrong answer. Oh my god, Dick. Anyway, <laughs> but how do you do it? What, what, what goes on? The do problem you... with me uh, figuring that out with Louis is it becomes a question of the pride and who thinks they're worth more, and they're obviously both going to feel that they're worth more. There you go. So, but uh, you guys are both represented by represented by Pablo. So right. that, would never happen. that would never happen. Yeah. That would never happen. That's like being represented by you. Waste the time. No, no. You right. know what? You guys will probably get more action. No, you're welcome. No, no, so, no. but then what happens though? Wouldn't that be a good deal for the Cubs or for the Dodgers or for the Yankees? You got to do it like that. I don't think thirty-five million for anybody is worth it. Oh no, hell no. Of course oh, yeah. not. Definitely you're, not. No, no. Like, that, that's, that's the market value, right? Cars. Cars, nothing is worth twenty thousand dollars. No, these fucking only the engine is worth anything, bro. If I can take my car and put the elephant engine in there, I don't need anything inside. Only air conditioning and heating. Don't need a radio. Could put my phone on. Don't need windshield wipers. We can put like what they have at Food for Less for North Avenue, where they got the just the rags on there, dude. All I need is the engine. You. I think, Louie, you want all the buttons, the heated seats, yeah. all that shit. Yeah, the devil's in the details. Yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> you know, that's I'm exactly, the devil. Exactly, exactly. I'm the devil. So, Carlos was right, that you you would be the one that would be tough to deal with. But he is worth it, though. He so, you happy. would be Garrett Cole, he would be Strasburg. Because Strasburg would be like, oh, no, you that's guys, fine. You guys, I'm dude. listening to the discussion. You lost me at Ozuna. Because when you said Ozuna, <laughs> I was thinking reggaeton. Oh. And you know, puro pereo. Okay, so then, to, like, down so then, let's bring it. Let's bring it back. I thought this was reggaeton radio, bro. Okay, let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. <laughs> so Carlos and Louis had an event this weekend, mm-hmm. and it was uh, what about seven hundred, a thousand people there. It was a lot. Yeah, it was very good. So um, tell us about it. What? How? How did it go? It was beautiful for me. Uh, for me, I was DJing, but I also love to dance and have a good time. And uh, Carlos's band, they rocked the house, bro. Like when I had my little break from playing, I was dancing with. Be honest, I... be honest. How many drinks did you have? And that little break. You said be honest. I don't recall. <laughs> oh shit, yeah. I don't recall. It was just wonderful. Oh, okay. delightful. You know, the, I for us, for us, it's a compliment. You know, uh, the mm-hmm. name of the band is Caribe Project, by the way. So, and the DJ we're referring to is DJ Mambolu. You can find them online. There's about 17 different uh, accounts <laughs> under his name, but you can find them. But when you can have, when the band plays and the DJ dances to every song, then you know the band's doing something right. Ooh, it was because good. DJs are the biggest critics because they know their music. It was good. 
Cariba project, what's coming up? Uh, we, we're doing a lot of events. What we specialize in is backing up main artists. So if an artist comes from out of town, we're usually their band. That's what we specialize in. But then when we do private events, like the one we did on Friday, then we try to take that event to another level, meaning we uh, incorporate different singers. We do songs that people want to hear. So it's like listening to a live radio. Ah, interesting. That's, that's what... Uh, so the podcasters know, do you make new music? Do you make songs? Do you have your own songs? We, we don't have our own songs. And I can say this, that uh, we don't have original music, which is true, but we are the busiest band in Chicago. So I don't feel that having original music right now is necessary. That's understandable because I, I know that the Rolling Stones is the greatest cover band of all time. Right, they started being a cover band, and they became the Rolling Stones. But no, that's I'm not calling you a cover band. But mm -hmm. the the thing is, is you can make your original music when you see fit. Right. That's the beauty of part of it. So Lou, mm -hmm. your DJing stuff. I know you're the DJ to my wedding, and you almost had to send about three people to to, <laughs> oh to prison. God. But tell me about your DJ stuff because from what I know with you. You just do everything, bro. What What is it about the DJ thing that keeps you going and that keeps you doing? Good question. Well, thank you for asking. Well, you know what? I do good questions. You do. You do. <laughs> I can't stop staring at your fingers, but yes, you ask good questions. <laughs> what What I like about DJing is that when you're when you are DJing, you're basic. It's gonna sound kind of narcissistic or whatnot, but you're kind of in control. You're in control of people having a good time. You are also in control of people not having a good time. You're in control of the sound. And I think everyone knows that a very important part of a party or an event is the part where people get to let loose. So I enjoy that. I mean, I'm not a young chicken anymore, but I still try to keep my ear to what the, the younger crowd likes. I pay attention to my elders and the veteran people who like to party and what they like. Mm -hmm. And I try to like strike a balance between those things. So that's to answer your question, that's kind of what keeps me in DJing, the ability to rock a crowd, so to speak. And uh, on, okay, no, that's really good. But the structure you DJ, because I feel like you have your segment, your show, your delivery already Two or three weeks before the show. Oh, I see what you're saying. Like the prep part? Yeah. I think that's phenomenal. I think that's where you do all your work and you do it you do it at a at a at an extra level. Yeah. And I think that's what what people don't understand that cost. Because at the show you're just having a good time. Yeah. But you're already done and it's like it's it's another level DJing. Because I'm telling you, I've been I mean, I've had buddies that DJ for years. They do really good stuff, but they don't do this. How did you come up with that? How did you oh, come up with that kind of idea? It's kind of like you and your podcast. So before you do a podcast, you do your homework. Mm -hmm. I, I kind of wanted to zero in on what you just said. I know some rock star DJs, like big names. But they're big names because they specialize in one thing. And that's what works for them. So like you can, I'm not going to sit here and name drop, but... I'm sure you can think of someone who's been doing, like, let's say, mixing house music live forever. If you take that DJ who's known for that and you put them in an environment where there's no one who likes that kind of music, it doesn't matter how good their scratching skills are, their transitions, how good they are on a mic as an MC or whatnot, it's going to bomb. People are going to get off the dance floor. 
Not not to say that that would happen because I'm assuming they're that good because they do their prep. For me, what I like to do, as I did with you and pretty much any other gig I have, I don't mind putting in the front egg front end legwork. I will sit there, talk to the client, figure out what they want. Then I always ask, you know, are there anybody at your party who's going to be like the party person? Get their contact information, find out, and I start building my crate. Once I have all my music together, then the next few days before the gig, I practice on what my mix is going to sound like. And in my mind, I kind of envision myself being a dancer and what I would or would not like. So I appreciate the... Did you turn it off? No. Oh, I just want to make sure you can hear this. (laughs) (laughs) No, I just... I kind of envision myself as being one of the people having a good time. Mm. What would I want to hear? And I spend the time before the gig putting that together. So you guys, so you guys understand what I'm talking about. Lou will sit down with you, and he'll go over what kind of genre, what songs, what do you need. He would do all these things before the event. So if you have a wedding, or if you have a bar mitzvah, or a cotillion, those are particular events where you need this stuff. And I'm sure he's done so many other events where. He needs this prep, but if you're going into an event and you already have it laid down where you know your music and this guy comes out and puts it together in a way where it's nonstop, like laying it down, like he said, it changes the game. It changes the whole event. It makes your event superb. So good thing that he explained on how he does it, but he just started. I mean, what, four or five years, maybe 10 Okay, four or five years, four or five years with like Bad Boy Bill, Tim Smitty, Shomer, Julian <laughs> Perez. So that's why he's saying 10. But the way he does his shit, you're going to have to check him out. Again, where can they oh, find Mambalu? Uh, just Mambalu.com. Like uh, <laughs> Carlos is saying, I've got like 100 social media. I've got to clean that up and focus on one. So if you do DJ Mambalu search on Google, everything will pop yeah. up. So, you know what, just to piggyback on what Louis said. <laughs> What people don't realize when you do an event, they focus on the wrong things. The entertainment is half the event, but they want to focus on other things. If the entertainment is bad, the event is bad. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah. Right? That's correct. You're but, right. But what happens is they want to hire us for events. It's either the band or the DJ, and they want to go the cheap route a lot of times, which is, I understand there's budgets, but know what's the most important things. If it's a, a wedding, the most important things are the entertainment and the liquor. Mm-hmm. Those are the two mm-hmm. things people talk about. Yeah. The food can be subpar Therefore. and that's not too bad. That's true. But if the entertainment, a wedding is typically, or an event is typically from 6 p.m. to midnight. So from 6 to nine o'clock, you're doing cocktails, eating, talking from nine to midnight. That's your peak hours. That's all on the entertainment. And let me add to that real quick. That's when you should put your kids to sleep. Go ahead. Yes. Mm. And if the entertainment is bad by 10 o'clock, everybody leaves and they say the event was terrible. So this is why Louis doesn't want to uh, take any chances and he preps. Now, me as a band leader, I also prep. Not as much as he does because he has to pick certain music. But I have to pick the songs and I have to know what kind of event it is so I can know what songs to play live. Because there's certain songs 
that people will dance to. It doesn't matter where you're at. Today, we're at Cubby Bear. And they're more Mambo-style dancers, so we play those kind of songs. This particular wedding on, or this particular event on Friday, it was more top 40 people, so we played those songs that people love. Now, you can find us at uh, on Facebook, Caribe Project. You can also find me. My name is Carlos Silo. And if you want to find me online, just put Caribe Project Facebook and you will find me. If you want any dancing uh, lessons, we have Pablo Rivera that can give you any kind of lessons you want. So, but um, the event you were talking about, there you go. No, um, what date was it? What date that you had the event? It was December 6th. December 6th. So, December 6th was a... Friday. Friday, and it had um, the police... Lat Lat PRPA. Puerto Rican yeah. Police Association. Puerto Rican Police yes. Okay. So, cool, cool. So, now you know two of these guys... Look, it, let me tell you something. When I tell you about entertainment, two of these guys... I'm telling you, these guys know their shit. They know their shit. I'm telling you. And I would be the first one to tell them they don't know their shit. Yeah, he would. And they know, both of them. We've gone at it for years. They're great, but they know their shit. So look them up. Again, Carlos will give you his info later on. We only have about two and a half minutes left. So I want to put these two and a half minutes or so to Pablo, strictly Pablo, for the next. What is going on for the next? Bro, let's go. We're going through WrestleMania. When Nana Lee comes in. Na Nana Lee? Help me out here, Nalani. bro. Nalani. Nalani. You Nalani. see, I already Nalani. fucked it up. Nalani. Nalani, when she comes into the world, and then WrestleMania in Tampa, five blocks from your house, and then the rest of 2020, you said you're going, you're going to be an MRI tech, you're going to do a whole bunch of things. Yeah, what is going on with you? What is going to happen with you for the next six months? Hopefully, uh, we could be an MRI tech for, for the Chicago Cubs. And uh, make so sure that uh, Chris Bryant is in. Um, oh my God. If he's still uh, here, if he's still here, if he's still here, if he's still I just want to like swing it right back into the winter meetings for this uh, for this last uh, minute and a half that we have left on the podcast. You had your entertainment, <laughs> guys. <laughs> just uh, shout out to uh, Mambolu and uh, Carlos Silo, uh, aka Caribe Project, <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's the same thing. They're both GMs of their own world. And uh, the GMs of, of, in baseball, especially Theo, needs to make some moves. Okay, and, well uh, um, but what kind of said, moves, though? You're, 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 you, sound to, like, you sound like one of our compadres. Unfortunately, we have to make a big move. And that, um, I know it'll bother a lot of people, that, but that's breaking up Brizzle. And that oh. means uh, getting rid of uh, KB. Because oh. as all you loyal Chicago Cup fans out there know, uh, KB is a little salty because Theo held him back for one year. Hey, but you know what? I can argue that I think KB had a subpar 2019 because he was trying to have a child. Well, he already oh, had that on, child. Hold on, wait, wait. I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. How does someone have a subpar... So this oh, is hold on. Let me finish my thought. How does okay. someone have a subpar athletic outing, having sex all the time? Well, when you have like sex you should all be the at time, your peak. When you have sex all the time, that's fine. But 
when you have sex for a purpose, it starts worrying on you mentally. And this is one of the reasons why when boxers get ready to compete, they don't have sex for six weeks. What about Olympic athletes? They don't practice? have sex. Yeah, bullshit. They have sex after bullshit. their event. Oh, you're Ask them. You're being sexist right now. You're no, no, no. Because oh, you know what? It is female sexist. Olympic athletes, it is sexist. they bang before their event. No, because, there's, because they get that testosterone boost. Why? Well, I, I heard it. You know what? Brian was a girl. <laughs> Ronda Rousey said that. Ronda <laughs> Rousey mentioned that in her MMA. But, yes. But when you see boxers... There, there is a method to the madness, bro. The other thing so is... So bang after the event. Basically. Yeah, after the event. But like when you're trying and trying and trying, they start getting this mental like weight down where, oh man, I'm never going to have a child. I'm... No, Thank you guys for listening. Bro, you eat. Thank you guys bro, for listening. And you can hear the guys around here talking crap. But... Uh, yeah, man, I stick around. There's going to be some more episodes. And this week, remember, baseball meetings, winter meetings. There's going to be news already, already. Uh, Marcelo Luzuna is supposed to sign with the White Sox. It's already Call news. Sina.